can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Perfect Max from Natural Chemistry is the premier weekly maintenance product for all pools. This 3-in-1 technology enhances clarity, maximizes pool program efficiency, and prevents problems. Take every pool care program to the max with Pool Perfect Max. Whether training a new employee or enhancing your own knowledge, Natural Chemistry offers a comprehensive online training program that covers everything from basic water chemistry to maximizing efficiency and troubleshooting. Visit www.ncprotraining.com today. Oh, fi- well, fine. I guess we're just getting right on in it. Today right- has we're jump- been. We're jumping right in. Get, a comedy. Get it? We're diving into the deep end. Get it? it we're jumping a- in. We're diving into the shallow end, head first. Not recommended. <laughs> Nobody do that at home. It would be dumb. <laughs> but you know that's what? how today feels. There's no lag for you here. No. You're not you're not delayed. I can hear you. I can see you. Your head is moving, you know, appropriately. Like a, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Something I often wonder about in society is I travel around, do these different trade shows. Some of my presentations, I always sit there and I think to myself, geez, I hope my head is moving appropriately. Well, today it is. So. Why, thank you. No problem. Shame you can't be at more things that I do. Anyway. It, you know, let's. I mean, we we can work on it. I just need like a whole like a ass load of, of time in advance. <laughs> well, yeah. there's that too. <laughs> I need a shit ton of money. Pay me, bitch. Time and money. Anyway, you know what time is right? yeah. So it's we've money. been having a hell of a time with our platforms. There's been no love over the course been, of the past well, few weeks. It. What do you mean no love? Do you mean like the <laughs> difficulty? The, yes. The the challenges. The Yes. D- the technical difficulties. Yes, those. Like those that? things. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Exactly. I agree. We're here together unlike last week, which we were <laughs> we were a last little last week we were apart. Messed up. We had some te- technical difficulties, like I said. Again. But anyway, so we're going to talk about a couple of different things. Twice. First first things first. Fences okay. around residential swimming pools. How's that going? It's not. It is, but it isn't. We're gathering speed, but I don't know how many of you listening know that we've been lobbying to have the exceptions to the barrier code removed. Because advocating? we have advocating, lobbying, sure, gathering support. Both of those things. Talking to government agencies, talking to different associations. Yes, we've been doing all of those things. Here's the deal. We're protesting. The ICC came out with its IRC, which is the International Residential Code, which is the building a building code that can be used for residential pools. 
49 states since it's come out. This is since 2012 and all scattered throughout over the course of time have adopted this. And in this code for the barrier requirements, it gives you the barrier requirements that we all know and love that we're all familiar with. And then it says that you don't have to do that if we're talking about a spa and it has a latching spa cover, a safety cover, or if we're talking about a pool and it has a ASTM certified power cover. And our argument is that we've rarely, if at all, been into a backyard where either of these devices are owned, where they've been attached or used properly, which means if it's not, then it doesn't meet that ASTM standard. And there's no safety device if there's no fence whatsoever. Florida took or, it a step further because it always does. And well, said, I was just going to fuck it. I interrupted you. We don't <laughs> care. Of course you did. They said, fuck it. We don't care. We don't care you what type of know. ASTM cover you have. If you have one, you own it. You don't need a fucking fence. So. Yeah. Well, there. Florida always has to be like, you know, that guy. But I was going to add to your point about not having a fence is unsafe, right? Just only having the cut because your point is that people don't always have them in place. They're broken. They're whatever, missing, what have you. It's been my experience that there's standing water sitting on the two covers that I deal with constantly because the landscapers unplug the the cover pumps and in one case i made a post to your facebook group i had one where it was sitting in uh, i don't even know how much it was literally like a foot of water i mean six inches no less than six inches of water was uh, was sitting on that cover it was to the point where i couldn't open the cover i got the pump plugged in and i the they were mowing the lawn and the the cord goes across the lawn so I literally stood there as the pump, I plugged it in. She was mowing the lawn. I stood there and held the cord over up so that she could mow. Wow. You know, I had nothing else to do because I was like I said, and at that at, after she was done and she didn't need me anymore, it took like she was done in three passes, but they didn't know. And so I explained to her, I was like, this has to stay plugged in, blah, blah, blah. I did my best. There was a language barrier, but I she she understood why it needed to be. Um <clears throat> Why there it needed are... to be left plugged in. But my point was, is that I feel like that made it just it's com- like not worse, but that counts as unsafe. This use. is problematic. improper use problematic on so many levels. And I'll tell you, Dan Lenz, Dan from Tuesdays with Tuesdays. Kelly and Dan and I yep. approached some of the decision makers here and we were not met very friendly. Friendly. It was more friendly or it was like we were unwanted guests. Let's put it that right. way. So we're there and we're talking like, about oh, this and we're arguing our guys. points. And I Here can comes tell these you fucking guys. Exactly. Let's humor them until they fucking go away. And that's exactly how it felt. And we discussed our points at times. We argued our points. And even at one point in time, it did. Yeah. Get loud. Really loud. But. We Did were you punch dismissed. someone? No, of course not. You, it, you was virtu- it was virtual. Uh. <laughs> we were dismissed is what happened. And not that either one of us doesn't have a lot of experience. Like in the field. they were, we're like, okay, you guys can years. go. No, but they, they would be it was like, like, you we guys were, need to leave right now. 
I don't think well, I mean, what we are saying. Be, give me details, man. I think what we said fell upon deaf ears. And okay. then they were just ready for us to go away and just yaha, yaha, yaha until we left. Mm. They argued their points, whatever. They said that they did have pool people supporting these points uh, to have the exceptions. Mm. And we, mm. we were arguing our position. You're correct. See and one the of the things I'm they making, came back... Mm-hmm. They came back and said that, well, you know, this is right in line with what the Consumer Product Safety Commission has. And I'll tell you, it's not because what this consumer product would be. No, what they say is it also seems like a homeowner's insurance fucking nightmare to me. Well, what they're saying, the Consumer Product Safety Commission says is that the pools should be have a four sided fence. And if you decide to make your house one of those sides. In other words, you can step out the sliding glass door and you're in your pool area, but then it has, you know, three sides and the pool's still fenced in. Then, then you should have a power cover. That's when they refer to it. They say, so if you, as well as the three-sided fence with your house as part of it, they don't want you to have just a power cover. Oh, you're talking about, oh, I see, I see. I was mm-hmm. a little confused, but I got you. I but my now. question is, Every drowning now that happens in a yard that doesn't have a safety fence that has a defunct cover, whose fault is that? Whose whose fault is that? Yeah. Is it the fault of the homeowner alone? I mean, it sounds like it would be a whole circus, a legal circus. And then if this person sells their home to somebody else, does someone come out and explain to them, okay, you don't have a fence. You must have this cover closed every time that you're not using the pool and remove every any standing water within 30 minutes. Does that happen? This you know, magical the retailers, the elf retailers, person? the realtors are not going to take that responsibility upon themselves. Ricky, the fucking realtor comes out there. He doesn't know jack shit about swimming pools, right? They probably had the home mm-hmm. inspector. No offense. Do the inspection where they might not be familiar with this particular portion of the code i think they don't even do they don't even look or touch the pool or anything as far well, they're as not I supposed know. to a homeowner inspection is totally different from what the the pool folks do in a pool inspection it's visual right. everything's visual and that's the way their inspection is supposed to be they also don't supply an estimate at the end of it you follow gotcha. they're just telling yeah, you yeah. what they see and then they move on and that's the way it's supposed to be so i don't fault them for the way they do inspections i'm just saying there's a difference in the in-depthness of the inspection because a pool person will spend the same amount of time a home inspector spends on the house just looking at the pool mm-hmm. so either case nobody is being ricky the retail elf and going out there and saying hey you need to make sure this is closed. So the new homeowner doesn't know. And right. as far as I know, yeah, safety covers are safety covers, but the majority of the people that own them use them solely as a winter cover. Well, and also you said in another episode that they're not even meant to be taken on and off. So it's not even like you could put that on or take it off every fucking no. day or every weekend or whatever. We're talking about so Florida even... now. Yeah, you cannot. Well, no, I'm talking about in general, those winter covers, you can't use those as an everyday cover. No, you're talking about the the spring-loaded strap-on covers, right? That's what Uh I'm talking about. That Only in Florida is that okay instead of a fence. So we got to be clear. The rest of the country is cool with the power cover or 
the latching cover, not with the spring-loaded strap-on cover. Florida is okay with any type of safety cover. Well, I you lost me, man. Where'd I lose you? I I was just making a point that the winter covers that they use up north with the springs, right, are not meant to be taken on and off every day. Correct. Okay. And that would only be an issue in Florida. Where we don't use those. Correct. Okay. Or if we do, <laughs> we do like everybody else does. We roll it up into a ball and stick it in the shed, and that's where it stays until Labor Day. I really don't think anyone in Florida has one of those. I, like I said, I saw one of them. I remember back in your <laughs> old voyeurism days. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was looking you're around a, in people's yards. Tammy. I definitely do that. Peeping Tammy. I still do. Mm-hmm. I still do look. I look. If you know what, it's not my Watch fault. If I can see in if, your in your yard. If, I'm gonna look. If you live in Andrea's area. <laughs> make sure if you go out to get the paper, you got pants on. I was gonna say. Hmm? Or don't. Yeah, sure. Let it dangle in the breeze. Whatever you got. Can I just tell you how much my out there. back hurts? I am just throwing out there the update on where we're at with this fence thing so far. So, like I said, if cool. you want to join us in sharing your experience, because we don't think it's safe to have the exceptions, please do. If Talkingpools at gmail.com. Correct. Let us we'll know. direct you to where we hang out. <laughs> Let us know. So, Let us know what you think. We'll we'll put you in touch with... There you go. We'll, we'll we'll have your people call our people. Yes. Or the other way around. People calling people everywhere. Let me ask you this, because this is relevant. It could come up. It's in the news now. It could possibly be something that happens in the future. But you were the perfect pool gal one year, correct? Yes, in 2018, I was. How would you feel if that year, instead of you winning... You came in second because you were beat out by a transgender person, somebody who was genetically born a male. How would you feel about that if they got the perfect pool gal that year instead of you? Well, I would not have an issue with it because I be I am respectful of people and their pronouns and their choice to be called what they want to be called. So that would not be something that would offend me or make me upset. Where are we going with this? Let's just say this happens, for example, right? Pleatco, they, it comes down to it and there's the Pleatco perfect pool guy. And then the Pleatco perfect pool gal happens to be a transgender person. Do pool pros out in the field start to pull cartridges from filters and shoot them? I think they changed the name of it. Like Kid Rock did with the Bud Light. Stand by. I mean, shooting things up would be pretty excessive, no matter what your opinion is, whether you approve or disapprove or anything like that. That would be pretty fucking stupid, right? So don't do that. Good. I don't know if we should talk about that. We didn't take an opinion on either side of anything. I was just asking you how you would have felt, and I thought you gave a very neutral answer. So if somebody gets pissed off, well, I don't understand why. It's news. News is news, right? And it could affect us. Hold on. It just took me to a Google. Give me one second. Does it matter to you? Let us know. Talkingpools at gmail.com. 
I guess I'm I'm wrong. I don't see a Oh, yeah, perfect pool tech search. To yeah, they're still going to pick a pool guy and a pool gal, but they but the main page brings you to a logo that says perfect pool tech. So I like that. Lifting with my knees. So yeah. how'd you hurt Lift, your with back? With my legs. What, what did you legs. do that screwed up your back? Well, back in, oh, see, look, I just heard it. Back in, oh my goodness, 20, 2018. Mm-hmm. What, what year? Oh, August. the accident? Mm-hmm. Back. I got smashed by a semi-truck. Which explains a, so much. <laughs> I survived. It was, yeah, it was pretty bad. It was a pretty bad accident. I got one of those, uh, was it a steroid shot? I don't know. Got some fucking needle in my back and it helped for a few years. And I woke up Friday and it hurt really, really bad. Not and then Saturday, Sunday, I didn't really do a whole lot. Shut up. Not Didn't do a whole lot. <laughs> Not dismissing your pain. But I was hoping you were going to have a pool-related answer. I do. Okay. It hurts to clean pools <laughs> when your back hurts. <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. Okay. It really does. Okay, I have a question for you. I have a question. Yes. I, and I want... What is your and question? I would like... An honest answer? So, yeah. Well, okay. and, you know, listeners can be like, Ooh. You can you can let me know too. You know the address talkingpools at, at gmail.com. Of course. Um, okay. So what would you do if <clears throat> you had a pool that was upstairs and there was a lot of tile work done on this pool and also a lot of um redoing of some glass panels around the upstairs patio. Okay. Now Lot like when I say lots of tile work, I'm saying that there's big, like ranging from gravel size to we're gonna say like I don't know, an apricot, something like that. Maybe apricot. not quite that big. Maybe let's say a golf ball. It's apricot, apricot. Apricot. And you know, pecan, pecan, whatever. Potato, potato. Who cares? Anyway, not not quite that, but let's say let's say golf ball sized chunks of Tile material, okay. Whether it was you mean actual... glass? No tile. But it's broken. Um, not kind of. It's more more of the more of the um mortar that they what is what do they use thin set? What do they put on there to slap the stick the tiles on there? Whatever that shit is, big chunks. I heard of it. Jeff Hampy uses sticky tape. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be a sound clip. Um, so anyway, yeah, big, big chunks of whatever the fuck they use to stick the tile down to the floor. These are not pool tiles. This is patio tile, like pavers, like travertine kind of, I guess. And of course, that's what it is. We do have to throw out there that we only jest with Jeff because he's a friend of the show, a friend of both of ours. Of course, we love Jeff Hampy. And he's actually gotten up there in how wonderful his work is. The absolutely beautiful pools, and he's fun he to hang is, out with too. You know, he is thought of as one of the tile people in the country. 
and he's a super nice guy. Anyway, um, go on. Yeah, big big but chunks still, of sticky tape. Who'd the material, <laughs> big chunks of the material, and you know whatever the fucking coping. There's like strips of it. So, what would you do if you get there to this pool specifically to system vac because you don't want it to ruin your uh, hammerhead impeller and also there's like some fine dirt and there might be some DE powder that settled because you tried to clean some rust spots and kind of got carried away with the DE. So then you go and you system vac and it takes you about an hour because there's you can only vacuum through the skimmer and there's two skimmers and so you know you can't really do anything about the other one because there's only one valve. So you have like minimal suction. So you're vacuuming very slowly back and forth sometimes over the same spot a couple times then you get done you fucking net everything because obviously you can't vacuum those golf ball sized chunks of you know concrete debris tile debris whatever the fuck it was so then you go through with a white is this all one sentence net. is this one yeah. sentence then, the whole thing yeah okay it's a scenario. Then you go through with the white net, right? And you have the silt net, sand and silt. You go through, you pick up all the chunks, you get all the chunks that you can. You go downstairs, you look up because you can see the underside of this pool from below. So you look up to just to make sure that you didn't miss anything. And oh, fuck, you missed like three leaves and a couple of plaster chunks. So you're like, oh, all right, whatever. Let me just put this hose outside. Go back upstairs real quick. You go back upstairs. You net everything. You spend like an extra 20 fucking minutes just making sure you got all of these chunks. You go back downstairs. You talk to the property manager a little bit. You're like both. You look up again to make sure you didn't miss anything. You leave and go to the next pool. You're about to get out to start the next pool. You had like a 10, 15 minute drive. So it's been about 40 minutes since you last left the property manager. And he sends you a picture of this close up. You don't even know which part of the pool that you're looking at. And then after 10 minutes of squinting at this fucking picture, you realize that he's showing you a probably like a grape sized piece of debris that you missed. And then you're like, okay, did I miss anything else? Is there going to be anything else? And that's the only fucking thing. Did you miss it or is the fucking pool falling apart? Um, it sounds well, like I missed it. the pool's falling apart to me. Well, that was you know, the longest, most boring story <laughs> ever. It was not boring. <laughs> How dare you? Now, was this a hypothetical situation? Question? Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> very detailed. No, this happened today. <laughs> very specific. I, so, like I said, how but big is 30, this pool? 30 to 30 to 40 minutes later, after you've already left, not only did you leave the property, you left the entire neighborhood. You left the town. Okay. You're in a different town now. You're in a, You left you in the a state. County? You're flying I, you out of the country. County. I'd have I'd have to check. You might be in a different county. Could be All in right? a different Th 30 hemisphere. minutes later, <laughs> 40 minutes later, you get a text of something that you have to fucking squint at and like really try and like you're solving a fucking mystery. And then you realize. He's pointing out one there. It wasn't even like he texted me. It wasn't even sorry, you, not me. It wasn't even like he texted you again and said, hey, there's a couple of spots that you missed. It was just this one fucking blurry ass zoomed in picture of, like I said, a grape sized. Let's call it a rock. Well, what would you do? That's my question. That was my question. What would you do? If the pool's not falling apart and you missed the spot, how big is this pool? 2,000 gallons. 
How do you miss a fucking spot in a 2000 gallon pool? Because it was, it's very hard. It's upstairs. It's very hard to see into this. But if you vacuum the the whole pool, like you vacuum your carpet. Yes. Then how do you know? It just missed the fucking spot. I don't know. In a 2000 gallon pool. Yeah. I don't care. You're wrong. Okay. 2000. How how am I wrong for missing it? All I asked is what you would do. It's 2000 gallons. It's like missing a pebble in your fucking bathtub you're wrong it's a little pool you shouldn't have missed it oh for missing it in the first place yeah even though i now, like for the did a really good job on it double checking well apparently not well if it was a really good job see. of double checking you would have got the pebble and i was there for an hour i told you i had awful suction i do not understand all okay. right well whatever so my fucking off, question was what would you do not how big of an asshole am i am for missing a grape sized rock is it a big customer no, do they spend a lot not. of money okay yes. are they going to complain to your boss i don't know probably and what are you going to say i let the boss know when i got back to the office and they and were the like boss, well there you go but my question was what would you do what would i what, do what, what, that wouldn't what happen would you do? to me. Oh my god, that is bullshit. <laughs> you would go back. I already know. I don't. Even I have to can't ask. imagine that I would miss something in a pool that small. I'm sorry. That's the thing I'm having trouble with here. Okay. <laughs> I don't sorry. know how I missed it either. Well, there you go. Maybe you didn't. Where's it all coming from? Maybe I did it on purpose. No. Maybe one of the guys, listen, maybe one of the guys that were still working on the glass panels kicked it in. So that's a possibility. Were they there? All right. So fuck you. Yeah, they were there. Okay. So maybe you did get everything and that's what happened. And I understand that scenario. Of course it's, of course it was. That scenario. There There were, there were. There are five guys up there still. So when you I left, left all and, of this out and, of the initial and while question. I was working, you left you it want all me out to start of the over? initial question. No, God, no. <laughs> Nobody wants that. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez it was a simple question. What would you do? It wasn't, am I a dick? I didn't have, missing? no, I didn't have all the facts. No, anyway. but seriously, that's, you should have had those details. I would have shared those details with the person that called. I did vacuum everything out. You might want to check with your big clod hop and fence installers, see if one of their fucking gorilla feet knocks something into the water. Does it count as a fence if it's glass? Is that the question that this was leading up to? It's a glass panel. It's a glass panel <laughs> enclosure. No, Rudy, my question was, what? would you uh, do uh, 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 and that's got, the question for we covered that part so yes <laughs> as long as it meets the criteria of a fence okay four foot high it stops people around. from falling over the edge of the roof it has to stop people from climbing into the pool oh this isn't that type of fence then no it doesn't count <laughs> the fuck why would you ask me that <laughs> does it count i meant in general not a pool fence ah Rudy and Andrea will be right back with more Flock at Fridays after these messages. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable, and these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with a pro's time and comfort in mind, 
the patented double locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleanings faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com. Blu-ray all day. Pool Magazine is the hottest new publication for the pool and spa industry. Featuring up-to-the-minute news on what's happening in the pool world in a fresh new stylized format with our mobile-friendly app. Pool Magazine is the app for keeping your fingers on the pulse of the pool industry. You'll find featured news, editorials, podcasts, videos, and more on the Pool Magazine app. Download on Google Play and the App Store. CYA removers, have you ever used one of those? I, there's a there's I a invented new one. one. <laughs> there's an. <laughs> I'm talking about like the ones that aren't alum. Do you know what those are? No, nobody does. Hold on. That's the problem. We look we look at the SDS sheets. No idea what the fuck's be. in it. Well, here's the thing. This I don't think this is a good topic for us to speak on because realistically. I can talk about alum and cyanuric acid and how we're doing that, but we've already spoken on it. Into my head. I appreciate it. It's a great, great question, but I don't know what chemical is in those things. And if I can't, if I don't know what chemical is in it, I can't tell you if, how, or why it works. Which kind of kills the conversation? Do you not know what the bioactive one is? No, nobody does. Oh. it's a oh, mystery. Okay. It could be frigging beach sand for all I know. <laughs> I have no fucking idea. That's the problem. And I do know that results are extremely inconsistent. And if you ask a question, you'll get hammered with people telling you exactly the same. Follow the directions. And then it works, maybe. Hmm. I've never tried to use it. I've not. I, you know what? I've not either because I'm not a fan of putting things into swimming pools when I don't know what they are. My property manager that I was talking about earlier was threatening to clean the because the upstairs pool is metal. The walls are metal. Mm. And he was threatening to use CLR. On That was your question. Like, please, please, please. What did you come up with for an answer for stainless steel walls? Well, I used DE powder. Um, okay. I, so what happened was when they did the tile work. They drained half the pool and it left a new water line underneath <laughs> the existing water line. So I ended up, I did get in the pool. It was very nice. It was really cold at first, but um, it was very fun. And so that's why there might have been DE powder when you went up to vacuum. <laughs> mm. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so I, <laughs> I took DE powder and I cleaned all the rust off of everything. 
All right. And, um, and being we're speaking about rust, sequestering agents, chelating agents. Do you use either out in the field? Metal removers. Okay. Metal removers, chelating agents to metal ions, and it prevents it from undergoing any other chemical reactions. So iron exists in the water as ferrous iron. When it's oxidized, it becomes ferric iron, which is insoluble. That precipitates out. That's what gives you the rust-colored stain. So by using a chelating agent, that prevents this from occurring. The metal's still there, but it's not going to go through any reactions that are going to cause you any problems other than it is right now in the moment. Chelating agents tend to have one active side per molecule. Sequestering agents have several active sides per molecule, and that's part of the big difference between the two. So apples to apples, chelating agents are less reactive than what you'll see out of your sequestering agents. Now, sequestering agents, they do the same job, but a sequestering agent can actually envelop several ions at the same time because it has multiple active sites, whereas the chelating agent only had the one. The benefit there, this takes little particles and makes them into big particles. And when it makes it into big particles, you can actually filter them out. So sequestering agents, despite what anybody tells you, can be used to remove metals and calcium from the pool water. Now, is it going to remove 100 parts per million in a shot? Probably not, but both are helpful. So when you hear a company like Blu-ray XL one of the sponsors of this program say that their product is triple chelated. So that means they have chelating agents that keep the copper sulfate as hexa copper in the water. Hexa copper is how copper typically exists in water. One copper ion, six water molecules. If we were to add chlorine, what would happen is the chloride ions could actually displace the water molecules. Four chloride ions displaces six water molecules. Now it goes from hexa-aquacopper and becomes tetrachlorocuprate, which could turn the water green and also leave some staining. We also see a degradation reaction where if you add a handful of calhypo to a pool that has copper in it, sometimes you'll get that black blotchy staining on the walls and floor of the pool. That's a degradation reaction, and it goes from hexa-aqua copper through a bunch of changes, and what we ultimately end up with there is cupric oxide. That's the black blotchy staining. So a keylent or a chelating agent would keep that from happening, or at least help to prevent that from happening. Uh, well, I do love enzymes. We all know that is uh, my That's go-to, right. but you can also <laughs> have that duck drowning incident. It was not a duck drowning incident. You're it was correct. somebody who thought it was more I was like drown. a duck drowning their ducks massacre. It was more like some crazy ass lady on Facebook who didn't know what the hell she's talking about. Although, uh, who was it? Mike Marshall did tell me that if you use enough you can sink the ducks. But I feel like you would need a lot. Like and a lot. I don't lot. know if that's like, true or not. Like, I don't know. That's what the dude told me. He seems pretty smart. Mike does seem very smart. I don't know. Has he ever actually sunk in a duck? That's the question. I meant Mike, let us know at talkingpools at gmail.com. <laughs> so other ways, aside from loading up the pool with enzymes and polyquats. Polyquats also in the water. Polyquats. What, polyquats. what are these things doing? Oh. Polly, poly, poly. How do they prevent ducks? And also, don't forget the liquid cover, 
right? Those three things. I feel like there's a fourth one. Is there a fourth one? I feel like there's an answer to my question. Oh, it's called duck off. Get it? <laughs> duck off. Um, I believe I, I'm quoting a friend of mine who fed me this information that it is what long chain fatty acids that get um, eradicated by stuff. Okay. All of the close. things you mentioned, the reason why they propel ducks, they don't really propel them, although that would be freaking <laughs> hysterical. <laughs> but it makes the water wetter. So they reduce surface tension. That's what's happening there. There's surfactants in the water, it reduces surface tension. What it actually does is it pushes the water molecules <laughs> further apart. And the ducks don't like that because it makes it harder for them to swim. It makes them harder for them to float. Plus, I understand. I don't know if this is a rumor or not, but some folks say that the water can actually then get within the feathers and the duck feels wet against its body and it doesn't like that. It makes That's it feel, what I was always told. It makes it feel icky. That's what I was always told was that it disrupts the waterproofing on their feathers and then they get wet and cold and they do not like that because who does? Okay. And then they stay away from that body of water. Uh I don't know which, I mean, maybe both things are true. Maybe one's a, Mike, now, like I said, I heard the thing about them sinking. That was recent. That the liquid that. solar cover, the long chain fatty alcohols, that's what keeps Alcohol, I said acid, sorry. That's what keeps the heat in. But there's a spreading agent in there that makes it shoot across the surface so it seals the whole thing in. And that's usually like paraffin wax or something along those lines. That's another surfactant which spreads the water apart which reduces the surface tension as well when you add the liquid solar cover and that's why that works but it has nothing to do with the long chain fatty alcohols that's just for heat retention i see okay but good answers wrong. good answer nonetheless so, i i had the words correct just honestly <laughs> the thing i've seen that works the best at facilities as i travel around please is don't say any kind of decoy monofilament line crisscrossed above the pool I've seen spikes and motion-activated water cannons. I saw those spikes. They're the kinds they put on roofs and stuff to keep pigeons from perching. They're trying to. Yeah. They're trying to impel the birds. They're going to cut off the little bird heads and mm. stick them on the spikes, and that way, when the other birds fly in, they'll say, "Oh no! Look what happens to us here!" And then they fly away and go to the neighbor's pool. They were going to land on the spikes and impale themselves the way that he they did. They probably are. Well, I can tell you that that never happened. I had a pool that had a screen enclosure and it was right on this little tiny pond. And these there was a gigantic bird that took up residence there. But among other birds, there was like. I'm going to say eight different types of birds. One of them was very large. As, as I mentioned, they decided to make the pool enclosure their home. They blew out the fucking screens wow. multiple times. They had to come and rescreen, I think, at least three times. There was bird shit, bird feathers, all kinds of crap all over the deck. And they finally put spikes like the like the like the right the like pigeon, the spikes where you the pigeon killers. No, no. Wait, like how you run the rotisserie over, crow. No, the ones that the ones that s fucking blow holes in your tires if you go the wrong way. So, OK, tire spikes. They literally had shit like that up on the screen enclosure. And this is and the one where you were telling me it didn't work. The motion right? activated 
No, the motion-activated sprinklers. All of that worked. They stopped. The sprinklers worked. But you said this uh-huh. is the one where you actually had to go up there and sharpen the spikes because we weren't working <laughs> well enough. I would never. Put little barbs on never. them. Well, but to your point about the fishing line across the top of the... Nobody wants to do that. I suggested that to somebody and they basically looked at me like I was an idiot. And this is a commercial pool. They can look at you like an idiot. I've seen it at commercial pools. It works fantastic, especially with seagulls, which is also a I've problem on the seen coast. It. Yeah. Well, they have those on the beach. There, You have pools that with those. And motion, motion censored water that Motion sprinklers. activated water cannons. Whatever. I My description was perfectly fine. Everybody would have known nope. what the fuck I was talking about. Yeah. <sighs> Those work well, from what I understand. The spikes, I don't know. Alligator decoys, probably no. not that well. Do not work. Owls yeah. do not work. Yeah. So, unless you get I a had real, a, I had, real ones. <laughs> I, well, I had some people that got a inflatable snake and tried to anchor that into the pool, and that did not work either. Well, that has been our show. I'm Andrea. Again, introduce myself at the end. We introduced Rudy. you at the beginning, and I'm here too. Yeah, I'm Rudy. Thank you guys We're so much for tuning here. in. We appreciate you. We 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 really do because yeah, it's our two year anniversary coming up. Right about now, and we just we just is it probably is it this one? Yeah, I think. It's oh this wow, one. it's our. T- oh well, this we should have done a better st- job. <laughs> <laughs> we should have done a better job on this episode. <laughs> Uh, we just yeah. passed 250 downloads, uh, yeah. or no, 250 episodes. 250 we downloads. Had... We're crushing it. <laughs> After 250 two years. episodes. We had 100,000 downloads. Sorry about that. <laughs> we have... So thank you guys. That is amazing. We're excited we about that kind one of shit. download well, per episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's Andrea's mom. <laughs> it probably is. She what? fucking takes everything. I bet she downloads our episodes. She better. She does not. She doesn't even listen. <gasps> so anyway, listen to our other shows that we just mentioned. There's uh, Wayne. We got Heather. There's Dan and Kelly and Shane and Peter. Finally, I didn't like hesitate. I was like, I feel like I feel like I forget one of them every time I try and say that. Anyway, go listen to their shows. They're great. Until next okay. time. Be good. What's your problem? Be safe. What's your problem? <laughs> It's going to stick. It's going to stay. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it started as a joke, but I can't stop now. I don't know. We'll see. Bye. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 